Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus here at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today our guest is Mary Roach. Mary is the General Manager for Wild and Free Wildlife Rehabilitation. And Mary, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking about Wild and Free today. Yeah, well, uh, real quick before we start, just for our listeners, remind them what Wild and Free is all about. Sure. Well, we are a not-for-profit 501c3 organization, and our mission is really committed to professionally rehabilitate wildlife. We try to rescue, rehab, and then release the wildlife back into, into their natural habitat. Another part of our mission is to educate the, the community and, of course, to promote the conservation of our natural environment. We, um, you know, we really accomplish this because we have wonderful people in the community that takes good care of us. We receive no outs- outside funding, and so our programs are fully supported by membership dues, fundraising, of which we haven't had any uh, this year, and, of course, donations, um, which include money from uh, people, uh, food from volunteers, time for volunteers, product donations. So it's our public that keeps us alive and well that we are so grateful for. And we do have a very generous community. I think we say that on this show every day. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean, we're so grateful that people love our wildlife and want to help us uh, perform our mission. And with that being said, uh, Mary, we recently, you guys asked us to put out a call saying that you had some baby cubs, eight cubs that you needed to fatten up before they hibernated. And uh, you sent out saying you needed... WJJY has really done an outstanding job at getting the word out about our bears and our need for food. And truly, I can't thank you and all the concerned citizens who have been donating dog, dog food, apples, and acorns. And we have been wonderfully overwhelmed with food. I also can't believe I'm going to tell you this, but we cannot accept any more dog food or apples. We actually have nowhere to store it. Oh. That we have never had before. So I, I can't thank you enough for your wonderful um, advertising campaign because the people have just been fabulous about bringing us dog food and apples. Okay. Um, we can continue to accept acorns as we can load up our bear pen. For those of you who may not know, our eight bears are housed in a pen that's a little more than an acre. Oh, wow. And so we can put acorns all out through, throughout that pen and mm-hmm. they don't rot. Okay. Um, but we have got to stop uh, accepting apples because we don't want to feed fermented fruit. Um, these apples um, become fermented and rotten pretty yeah. quickly. Yep. And I don't know if you've heard of the drunk bird syndrome. <laughs> yes. Actually, I I have uh, because I I've, okay. I've had them crash into my uh, house. You know, folks um, are often alarmed when they see birds, especially in the fall and early frost. They start flying erratically. They hit windows more frequently. They fall off the high wires, and it's because they've consumed fermented fruit, mm-hmm. and this fruit can contain some traces of alcohol. Yep. So we don't uh, want that no, I, either. I don't think we would ever see a bear consum- consume enough fruit to experience this syndrome, but the, fr- uh, the fruit, the fermented fruit in their pen will attract other animals, including birds. Right. Uh. And, um, you know, just in case a bear does uh, drink too much, that's air quotes, drink, mm-hmm. uh, and they climb up to a, in a tree to sleep it off, we oh. don't want him uh, accidentally falling out of that tree. The right. out- outcome would just not be good for that bear. 
there, and we wouldn't want to have to contend with that either. Of course yeah. not. Very okay, so still accepting acorns, just no more apples and dog food, please, right? Correct. Thank okay. you. Um, if if people want to bring us some um, melons, they love um, sweet things. So they love melons of any type, um, blueberries, strawberries, um, that kind of stuff. We will we will toss that into the pen. Okay. But we can't take any more apples. My goodness, people have been so generous that I I truly just can't thank them enough. Wonderful. Well, that's good. Okay. So, uh, Mary, I have a question. The, the bears, they will eat. Uh, what's the time frame there before they start to think about hibernation? When it starts to get cold. Oh. Um, we usually start seeing them go into hibernation probably around mid-November to late November. Oh. Okay. And these eight bears have been fed since the spring, and our volunteers have done an outstanding job with it, and they are getting nice and fat and sassy. Good. Now, are these bears going to hibernate? to be more than 50 pounds to successfully hibernate. So we are anticipating that we will receive some more bears this fall, ones that probably have been orphaned and um, are not up to that weight. So if they're under 50 pounds uh, and we receive those bears, we do end up feeding them all winter. They cannot go into hibernation. I see. So, Mary, the bears that you have there right now that you're trying to fatten up, will they hibernate on your property somewhere, or do they are they going to be released so they can hibernate elsewhere? No, they do hibernate on our property. We have dens okay. set up for them way back in their pens. And then come March, when they start waking up again, the DNR will come down. They will sedate them, do some field exams on them, and then take them way up north into the woods away from any type of human. Okay. Uh, Very interesting. They're safe. Good. Good, good. We will keep bears. When we get our bears in the spring, we keep them for a whole year. Wow. When we get the bears in the fall, they also leave in early March, hopefully. Yeah, that's quite a process. So, Mary, I know you have more. These bears get pretty big. Yeah. Our, our bears last year, well, this year, I should say, when we released them this year, I think the biggest one was about 132 pounds. Whoa. That's okay. getting big. Yeah, not a bear you want to encounter. No, no, not today. Hey, Mary, tell us about the other animals that uh, you are taking care of right now. Well, let me first start with uh, who has been released recently, because as you know, we have been overwhelmed again with animals this spring. Our baby season was the busiest baby season ever. Wow. Last year, we took in 714 animals all year, Dang. and we have already exceeded that number this year. Man. So we, uh, we had a very, very busy baby season, and uh, we just could not do it without the volunteers coming in three times a day, seven days a week to feed these babies. So what we have released real quickly is 24 fawns are back in the wild. Yay! <laughs> Yay! It's always so fun to see that. And I don't know if you saw the Brainerd Dispatch last uh, last month, but there was a wonderful picture of one of our volunteers feeding all of the, the fawns on the bucket. Mm-hmm. So it's quite an experience. So the fawns are, are out and wild, and we're happy that they are, are that they have done so well. We've also released um, a variety of wood ducks, squirrels, Canadian geese. Um, I see there's a hawk. Mallards. We had a lot of mallards this year that we released. Um, we had five kestrels that we have released back into the wild, lots of raccoons, um, a broadwing hawk. 
We also had something that was called a lesser yellow legs. You should look that up. It's out on our Facebook page. I'm on it right now. Kind of fun to to get one of those birds. And then we've released a variety of bald eagles, which Mm. I'm happy to say. Yeah. That's our patience right now is we just received a red-tailed hawk with a wing injury, and we are going to start seeing more and more of our raptors coming to wild and free as the bird migration has started. Uh, We have uh, transferred a peregrine falcon to an educational program in Duluth. He was not able to go back into the wild because Mm. of his injuries, but he will be a wonderful educational animal where people can get up close and learn more about that species. We have a very little tiny screech owl that we were very excited to get, and we are just waiting for him to get his flight feathers so that he can go back into the wild and fly free. We have five coyotes that we're releasing this weekend. They came to us as very young kits, and we um, had a good time feeding those guys, and they're ready to go back into the wild. We also release those folks, uh, those animals, up into the northern part of Minnesota as well. Hmm. We have two trumpeter swans. Both of them are adolescents, and I am sad to tell you that one of them is tame. A family decided to take care of this uh, swan all summer, and now that they're going to be closing up their cabin, they brought the swan to us. Okay. It's it's very hard for us to relocate tame animals. We fortunately have another adolescent swan with us. We have them together in the pen, and hopefully the wild one will make the tame one become wild again. Let's hope. And that's our hope. Right. Um, and then uh, the swans are going to start migrating, too, and once we start to see them in the lakes and streams, we will put those two adolescents in with the other swans and hope that they will do good. Yeah. We have a great horned owl that we've had since it was a little teeny tiny thing, and it's just starting to finish getting its flight feathers, and we hope to get that one released soon. And we have a purple martin with a bad wing, and then, of course, we have our eight bears. Unbelievable. That's a that's a that's a high tenant. Pump. That's a <laughs> right. menagerie right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, you know I, I can't tell you the wonderful experience I've had. You know I'm a city girl, so moving up up to the country and being able to interact with these kind of wild animals up close and personal has been quite an experience for me and for any volunteer who may be interested in working at Wild and Free. And are you doing volunteer training anytime soon? Can people be a part of this? You know, uh, if people are interested in volunteering now, it's mostly a one-on-one training. Okay. Unless we get um, a handful of volunteers at the same time, then we'll train them together. Uh, we will hope, if um, life comes back to semi-normal, that we will have our spring training again for all of our volunteers, new and old, just to refresh them on what's new and then to really teach the new volunteers everything that we have to do to keep our animals wild. Mm -hmm. We don't pet, we don't name, we don't coddle, we don't love these animals. We um, really have pretty good procedures to try and keep them as wild as we can. We don't talk around them. We wear what we call a bear suit, which is really a big old sheet that we cover our bodies with and mosquito netting to put over our heads so we don't look like a human and we don't talk around them so that none of our animals will imprint particularly our bears on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fascinating. If anyone's interested in volunteering, please go out to our Facebook page and put in Wild and Free Garrison. Don't just leave it Wild and Free. You're going to get some interesting things that are associated with us. Right. <laughs> Whatsoever. Go to our webpage at wildandfree.org, and you can um, 
learn how to contact us and learn more about us. And if you're interested, you can fill out an, a volunteer application form. Right. And I know that website is also written out the, the word A-N-D, wild and A-N-D, free. Org. Correct. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mary, another good way to support it is become a member, right? Absolutely. Um, again, without our fundraising, uh, we have been, um, uh, what do I want to say, just very grateful that people have been willing to continue to donate their, their money to us. Members, uh, individual members, it costs $20 to be a member. Uh, family is $30, and businesses are $50, and if you got a bunch of extra loose change hanging around, $300 would make you a lifetime member. Mm. So yes, we can always use um, financial support, and all of your donation is tax deductible. Very good. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, and Mary, I know from time to time I see it in your newsletters, you ask for material things like uh, paper towels and so on. How are you set up there? You know, we're doing really well with paper towels. I think a couple of things that we could use are some heavy-duty floor mats. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about our flight pen, which has now created a few more entry doors into our um, facility, and so some good heavy-duty floor mats to wipe off the dirt before you enter our facility would be really great. Okay. A couple of boot brushes would be great as well. Um, and then we always need stamps. Yes, for mailing you know out. That's pretty much all we need right now. All right. All right. Well, if anyone now, can help, just contact the uh, Garrison Animal Hospital. Uh, That's correct. Mary, All of our animals go through the Garrison Animal Hospital, so uh, Dr. Debbie and Dr. Katie are the wonderful veterinarians that uh, do the initial exam and assess the outcome or the protocol of what we're going to do to treat that animal before they come over to Wild and Free. Okay. So uh, Garrison Animal Hospital phone number is 320-692-4180. Again, that's 320-692-4180. And please call them if you do come across an injured or orphan animal and you don't know what to do. Before you do anything, we would recommend that you call us so we can instruct you on how to do the best thing for that animal and for your own safety. Okay. Mary, one last question for you. Earlier you mentioned bird migration. And uh, unfortunately, birds do uh, consume these fermented fruits. Is there things we can do as homeowners to help them out, so to speak? Well, sure. You know, it's a cumbersome job, but if you want to pick up your fermented fruit and throw it away, that would probably be the best thing. Um, But the other thing I would recommend, particularly as more and more birds are going to be coming to your bird feeders, I'd like to just remind folks to make sure that you are often cleaning and drying your bird feeders before you put food back in, and then also rake up any of the discarded food under your feeders. What happens is mold will start to be created both on the ground and in your bird feeders, and we really don't want the birds ingesting any mold. That's kind of a problem. The other thing I think that people can do as the birds are migrating and hitting your windows, you can become a do-it-yourself at-home amateur rehabber. So when a bird hits your window, and if you're comfortable with this, go out. If it's laying on its side or upside down, carefully scoop it up, put it up upright in your in your hands, lift its head up a little bit, 
And you'll be surprised at how many birds you will be able to save by doing that. Mm -hmm. I don't know the science behind it, but I've done it myself many times. And I will sit with that bird in my hand, and I can feel its heart beating a million miles an hour. And it just must take it a minute to get its equilibrium back, and um, pretty soon they're, they're good to go. Now, it may take 15 to 30 minutes while you hold that bird. But as soon as they're able to sit upright, um, go ahead and put them in a safe place, and you'll be surprised at how quickly they will fly away. Very interesting. Right. Good tips. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, if um, if they're already sitting upright and looking okay, just leave, leave them standing them. upright. Yep. But if they yep. are laying on their side or upside down, you can try and save some birds just by cupping them in your hands and keeping their head up and they they will often make it sounds good very good well mary we are out of time for today but thank you so much for keeping us up to date what's going on with wild and free and uh we'll continue to call for acorns for you but nip it in the bud when it comes to the dog food and the uh, apples if you need our help in the future let us know okay yep thank you so much and thank you for continuing to support wild and free we really appreciate it our pleasure yes thank you mary all right. Take care. Bye-bye. Mary Roach is the general manager of Wild and Free Wildlife Rehabilitation. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus, which can be found right on our website at 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by the Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.